Welcome to the Share What You Learned podcast. I'm Amy Patricic, a learning enthusiast and the host of the show. The Share What You Learned podcast is designed for learning professionals to share something they're learning in the field of instructional design. Today, I'm talking to Kate Udalova about microlearning. Hi, Kate. Welcome to the show. Hey, Amy. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. We were talking before we started recording that we feel like we know each other well based on just hanging out on LinkedIn in some of the same places, but this is actually the first time that we're meeting face-to-face, so what a treat. Kate, can you introduce yourself a little bit to my listeners? Tell us who you are, what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so just since I'm a micro-learning fan, I'll go short. So I'm a development professional with a marketing background. And uh, if we speak about some personal stuff, I'd say that I'm piano player and I enjoy horse riding and I'm the happiest owner of the coolest dog in the world. I am absolutely a dog person. How about you, Annie? Am I a dog person? Yeah. I like dogs. I don't love them. And I feel the need to qualify that because my husband loves dogs. Like if we're at a park and he sees one on the other side of the park, he's one of those people who's like, let's run over there and ask him if we can pet the dog where I will just kind of turn my head and be like, that's a cute dog and keep walking. (laughs) I must know though, this, this world-class dog of yours, what is your world-class dog's name and what kind of dog? It's a golden retriever. His name is Fyodor. And uh, he's great. Yeah, he's actually uh, our comfort manager because he helps me to unwind after really long and uh, difficult working days. So yeah, he serves us well. Let's dive in and, and start talking about microlearning, Kate, since you, I would call you the microlearning queen. So I'm going to take it kind of back to the beginning and ask, like, what is microlearning and why is it so important in learning and development? And uh, I'm really glad to start with this um, kind of a definition question since, you know, it feels like having an understanding of what the approach, what microlearning actually is, will help you in utilizing and maximizing the approach. And as for today, I guess the internet is really flooded with, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of articles that gives you actually nothing but some vague descriptions and All you know is that it's bite-sized learning or learning small chunks of information and actually it helps you with nothing, right? So I'd really like to share my favorite definition and it's really the most practical one. I've stumbled upon it uh, while reading Microlearning Short and Sweet book by Carol Kopp and Robin DeFelice. It's the greatest book on microlearning, highly recommended. And according to them, microlearning is an instructional unit that provides a short engagement in an activity that is intentional desire to elicit a specific outcome from the participant. So uh, moving some science from it and what we have participant, a specific outcome, an instructional unit and really short engagement, right? So I guess this is a very good point for anyone to start thinking of how you can embrace this approach. First of all, I love your definition. I haven't, I don't know that I've actually heard a formal definition of micro learning. So that was a fun thing for me. Um, but second of all, that you mentioned like short in duration. Is there some kind of duration that's recommended for micro learning or a general rule of thumb? Brilliant question, actually, because um, most folks I talk to uh, think that micro learning is something that should be limited in time. And, you know, like five minutes 
it's all about microlearning asset and let's say um, 11 minutes, it's already macro learning. But actually it doesn't work this way. I've previously heard from one uh, microlearning expert, the quote about if your learner wastes five minutes on learning asset, it's just a waste of time. It's not a microlearning asset, right? So it's all about the use case. It's all about your learning objectives, the outcome you'd like to, not you'd like to, but you, you strive to uh, kind of a solve with your asset. And we need some really clear understanding of how this very targeted, very narrow piece of information will help your learner to solve the task or challenge, something that they can turn to while they experience some problems during their work, and then they can get back to their work immediately, already equipped. So it's something that shouldn't, you should be able to kind of master pretty quickly, but also shouldn't take your attention too far away. So like if you're working on a task and you're like, I need to learn more about this, a micro learning would draw your attention to learning for a short period of time, but then allow you to quickly come back to the task you're working on, complete it, because now you're informed and understand how to do the task. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I share some uh, real life story. Uh, I really love it because it shows how micro learning asset might be spoiled with some excessive interactivity and gamification. It was a story uh, from my friend and she was going through some unexperienced technical problem with her corporate software and she had to find the answer. She was able to open the corporate library. She was able to find the microlearning asset. Actually, it was called microlearning asset on how to deal with that problem. Once she opened it, she realized that it's absolutely useless for her because it was so over-interactive. She had to drag and drop. She had to um, kind of a uh, insert some words uh, into sentences. So it was like a puzzle or a game for a toddler. And uh, it uh, took, I don't know, five minutes for her to go through the first slides. And then she closed it and she tried to solve her problem on herself. And you see the quick instruction really uh, made out of, I don't know, five or seven points would help her without any interactivity, right? Without any, I don't know, cool things that are popular today. So just think of the context, your learner will turn to your content and think of how you could help them. That's just the thing you should start with. Well, piggybacking off of that thought, Kate, what would be a good use case for micro learning? I suggest we start uh, with listing some of them, and then we can dive into discussing them in more detail if you'd like to. Sure. Depending on learning objective, microlearning can be used to reinforce a learning event, to introduce a very simple skill, to support a job task, to share updates, to create awareness. And one of my favorite use cases, which is usually the one that is least talked about. Um, you can use microlearning assets to prototype your conventional e-learning module. So just don't dive into designing a full-fledged learning piece. Start with some small steps and present it to your stakeholders or even run a small experiment with learners, get their feedback, and only then try to create something conventional. I had never thought of almost what you just said of like a prototype potentially being a micro learning. My mind is blown. 
one of the reasons I wanted to bring this question to awareness is micro learning is kind of one of, I would call it a buzzword in the learning and development field right now. And a lot of people are talking about it. I think a lot of people don't actually know what it is. Like before when I said, what is it? And you offered a definition. I think some people struggle to define what a micro learning is. And people also struggle to know like, but when would it be appropriate to use? And I think the examples you called out are really helpful. But prior to recording, you also said to me, you're like, yeah, this is like my number one question. Like people always want to know what are use cases for micro learning. And so I'm curious, I know you offered a pretty expansive list there if there's any you'd like to dig into. First of all, talking about use cases, you know, always keep in mind that definition that we've discussed previously and let that overall understanding of what microlearning means drive your delivery options and the use cases you will choose to go micro with. So firstly, the uh, use case that actually prevails among other scenarios, uh, according to my own experience, is when you use microlearning to reinforce learning event. Um, I mean, warm-ups, some follow-ups, and um, I'd say that warm-ups would be really highly effective when there is a variety of knowledge levels among your learners and you want them to be prepared so that they could consume your loan event more effectively. Or you can refresh some knowledge that your learners acquired from the earlier learning event by delivering a five-minute extra. That truly works great. As for in other popular scenarios, I'd call out introducing a simple skill. And the only advice here, just uh, uh, I'd like to start with it, uh, is that uh, you should not use microlearning for some complex subjects. And before you start thinking whether this skill could be introduced with microlearning, make sure your learners have kind of an understanding of how this particular learning byte uh, would fit your learning infrastructure the bigger picture of your learner's behavior, right? For example, you, can, you could go micro when um, some skill or some concept is really small and discrete. And you can, for example, create a micro learning asset for your sales people. It could be an asset on a standalone sales technique or you can enhance the onboarding process of a new hire with a bunch of Microlearning assets just delivered over a period of time. What was in the list next? I guess it was uh, performance support and using uh, microlearning to support a job task. And uh, actually, as for microlearning, I should say that it lends itself easily to what we call just-in-time learning. I guess the main thing here, the, the main thing you should focus on is that you place your microlearning asset somewhere that your learner might need it somewhere in the place where they might need that. Or you should think how you could deliver it in the moment your employee might need it. Some very targeted, very, very practical aspects of information, just like I've said previously, that your learner will turn to and get back to their work immediately. I prefer to call them how-tos, I guess. That Have you heard of the term space repetitions before? Absolutely. And uh, that's why with uh, seven tabs, we've just introduced based learning features so that you could deliver your microlearn assets over a period of time. That's exactly what I was thinking. As you were like sharing all that, I was like, oh my gosh, like 
micro learning seven taps more specifically could be used for spaced repetitions, which if you didn't catch what that was listeners, it's basically um, the notion that just because we provided a training doesn't necessarily mean that our learners absorbed everything they needed to in that moment. And so there's principle or theory, I'm not sure what you'd call it, called space repetition, which basically means you return back to the content at some point. I think there's potentially like a recommendation of like two weeks and two months or something along those lines to the content so that it really soaks in and the learner absorbs it. But micro learning, oh my gosh, I hadn't even thought of micro learnings in that way. Um, And so I'm like going down this rabbit trail of projects I'm working on and how I can integrate that more. So thank you for sharing those use cases. You've enhanced my work. (laughs) You're welcome. And uh, you know, uh, just the the last thing I'd love to touch here uh, about use cases is that you could also use microlearning to share some corporate updates or product updates. And, you know, just think about it. We live in the world that is so fast paced that everything changes so rapidly so that you 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 need some you need to have something uh, on your tool set that you could use for really rapid content creation for example uh, the state has introduced some i don't know new restrictions because of covid-19 and you have to change the work format because of this and you need to tell everyone in the team or in the company about it very quickly and in most cases the the option you will resort to it will be i guess to uh, put together an email and uh, it will be a long plain email in most cases rather boring or you could make a mobile first instruction. I didn't I didn't want to sound like self-advertising, but it could be in seven tabs. And both options, by the way, will take about the same amount of time to create. But the result, the effectiveness of delivering such content will be absolutely different. I would argue more engaging too. <laughs> You own a company called Seven Taps, which is a micro learning product, which we'll get into more in a moment. But because of that, you get to interact with companies who are looking at uh, beginning to start micro learnings in their learning and design worlds. And so when have you found that a company is usually ready to take on micro learning? Now, thank you for this question. And uh, my answer will be simple. Any company who has or hires more than a few full-time employees each year can benefit from utilizing the microlearning approach, whether you use seven tabs or not. I just love to call out here that microlearning is not a silver bullet, but it definitely can help you hires to go to work faster. It can help your employees to become more engaged in learning, to retain knowledge better, and as a result, to change their behavior, something that we are all striving for. I wanted to kind of give a highlight of people who use seven tabs because uh, it's interesting. Uh, our user base is very diverse. We serve L&D teams and sales enablement teams in large companies, really great corporate world. And at the same time, we have small businesses who have, you know, one HR generalist who create content themselves and do all the stuff themselves. And both groups are enthusiastic about their approach. They see how they benefit from it. They actually benefit from it and they love their product in particular. That question came to mind as I was thinking about growing a learning and development team or organization within a company. And so, you know, at what point when they're looking at adding in authoring tools and video editing tools, like does micro learning come in? But I think what you're highlighting is 
micro learning is for anyone and everyone and anyone can take it on as a result. You don't have to have a certain caliber of L&D organization. You don't have to have a certain number of employees. Micro learning is available to all. Every time I get questions from whether should I start with going micro or not, I recommend uh, starting with needs assessment. If you understand that micro learning assets we, we, we can not call them micro-learning assets. We can call them bite-sized of information uh, or some really how-tos, instructions, do's and don'ts, uh, you name it. And uh, uh, if you see that your learner needs something that they can consume quickly and something that would be very practical for dealing with the challenges, so micro-learning is the answer here. And uh, thinking of... For example, an onboarding, uh, onboarding process, right? You, you you don't need to kind of uh, deliver all the information just on the day one. Your employee will get really tired at least <laughs> after all overwhelmed in most cases. Yeah. So think of just um, delivering some content in smaller pieces and some very practical aspects. Try to think how they will dive into the new role and help them to uh, perform better, to get the understanding of this role faster. That's how you should think of applying or not the approach. I really appreciate that perspective. So thank you for sharing and, and elaborating on that. We have referenced a couple times in this conversation, this fancy, wonderful tool you have called Seven Taps. Tell us a bit about that tool and what makes it such a great micro learning opportunity. I'm happy to, since this is a topic I could be easily carried about. So uh, I'll try to keep myself short. Um, Seven Tabs is a free online tool that vastly improves content creation workflow. And according to our clients' feedback, Seven Tabs lets you design and deliver micro learning bite sized assets in just 15 minutes. What makes it special? I'd say that. The tool, first of all, has inbuilt framework that actually facilitates creation of effective microlearning experiences. What do I mean? Even if you are not aware of microlearning approach, if you are a completely newbie, I bet you come up with something just in minutes and it will look great because no technical background needed, no tutorial needed, and Everything is pre-designed for you. Just think of your message, think of the concept you'd love to deliver, and that's all. You don't even think to, uh, you don't even have to think of customizing or testing how your content will look on different devices because we we do it for you. It will look great by default. I will be a personal testimony that the very first time I, when I got my first seven taps account and created my first seven taps micro learning, I was able to jump into the tool immediately and have a finished product within kind of like you said, like 15, maybe 20 minutes, um, have a finished product. And so there, it's very accessible. The learning curve is not steep. <laughs> it's very easy to just jump into. So don't be overwhelmed. And this is not one of those things you would be overwhelmed with. But another thing I wanted to call out is you referenced before we started recording, you were talking, you referenced it kind of like TikTok of sorts. And I always compare it to like Instagram stories of sorts. So here is my little caveat that if you can make an Instagram story or do a TikTok, then you can jump into seven taps and build a micro learning. 
That's that's great feedback. And actually, as for TikTok, you know, you uh, you should have some background to come up with something really engaging. I'd say because I have TikTok account, but I I created only one video, since it really takes a creative effort to 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 create something good, and uh, it takes time and. Uh, you can just follow the trend and create something similar to what others do. But if we speak about transferring this type of content into e-learning, just think of how you could create an engaging video on compliance training. I guess there's no way to really make it very engaging. It doesn't matter how what effects you will use or what piece of music you will add to your video file so tiktokers my respect <laughs> <laughs> maybe even harder than seven taps she's saying <laughs> um, absolutely with seven taps actually you don't have to think of anything you can just type in some text and that's all uh, because the tool uh, as i've already mentioned facilitates content creation all the features we have in seven tabs help you to create engaging content. You don't need to think of any, I don't know, extra inter in interactivity or I don't know how uh, you could create a video asset. We have AI video generated feature or you can upload your own video for free, anything you'd like to go for. But the main aspect here is that if you have an idea, you just could put it on seven tabs cards and it will look great. No, no extra time on designing or on creative process. Just just try to deliver it as you as you see it. And you know uh, what's the coolest thing about Seven Tabs? I guess I should mention it is that your learners access content with a click. In contrast to TikTok, there are no downloads and no apps for them. And actually, as for just think of my learning context, um, your learner have a problem and they need to resolve it immediately. So. When there is a course loading process or there are, I don't know, really complicated signups, the logins, I don't know, passwords, uh, all the stuff, it takes precious time from your employee, actually. This time uh, might be spent on solving the problem and they now are spending it on accessing the app. It, it doesn't work actually for micro learning experiences. So, we designed this tool with, I'd say, clear understanding of the context microlearning should fit in. And judging by the fact, judging by your feedback, judging by uh, feedback of other uh, Soundtaps users, we, we did everything right and we continue to empower the product. It's ever evolving and growing as a product as well. You, you mentioned this ever so slyly, but it's a big deal is that you recently added a feature where you can import your own videos into these uh, seven taps microlearning experiences, which a handful of months ago wasn't a thing you could do. And so the tool is definitely continuing to grow and evolve with the needs of the users, which is really cool. And the coolest thing I would say even is that we evolve it according to our clients' feedback. We take it really seriously and yeah, we, we just deliver what people want from Sound Tabs. That's why every feedback really matters. Well, let's go ahead and dive into the rapid round, Kate. These are the questions I get to ask all of my listeners. I'm going to have you finish this sentence for me, Kate. Learning is... Speaking about my personal life, learning is vital because 
I'm a learning geek and I have a constant feel that I know so little actually. But speaking of some corporate learning stuff, I'd say that learning is enabling. I've read somewhere that we must always remember that our learners actually were hired to do their duties, their operational duties. And learning is not their first priority. So just think of it because that's a very interesting uh, statement. Secretly, I love that you called yourself a learning geek because like takes one to know one. I have a learning like podcast. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> when you're mustering up the courage to learn something new, what song do you put on? Um, I can't focus when listening to music. So I rather work in silence and even more, if there is music playing or any sounds around, I just try to disconnect from the world and I completely immerse myself in my work. Oh, that's so interesting. No one said that yet, but I love that. I'm thinking I've got like a killer pair of noise canceling headphones. Ooh, Kate would love these. <laughs> You're asked to do a brand new task with a skill set you do not yet have. Where do you turn? Well, in most cases, I turn to Google or people who are experienced in that task. And currently, I don't say that I mainly learn by doing. For me, there are not so many experts who I could turn to. So sometimes I have to learn from my own mistakes. Yes, that was me this past weekend. I <laughs> took so long to learn something because I had a bit of an ego and wasn't going to ask for help. And so it was just continuing to get it wrong, try again, get it wrong, try again. Just that's a brilliant way of learning. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's how I chose to accept it all. Like <laughs> We should imagine that it takes time. Yes. Without learning, finish the sentence. You would be dead in no time. Kate, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about micro learning with us. I know my brain has been blown and expanded in new ways, which is really exciting. Um, I've got two questions for you, though. One is, if listeners are wanting to get in contact with you after listening to this episode, what's the best way to do it? And is there anything that you're working on of late that you'd like to share? First of all, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, Kate Seven Tabs. I'm happy to connect. Or if you have any questions or ideas, you can always reach out to me via email, kate at soundtabs.com. I respond as fast as I can. As for uh, the thing I'm uh, working on right now, soundtabs, it's just like the thing that my first priority, I work hard on improving the product, on empowering it. I talk to our clients regularly. Actually, my, I just took a look at my schedule. It's uh, completely booked for the three upcoming weeks. <laughs> and I just think that I, I, I need a helper. I love that. Just, you know, uh, in my case, it's all very rewarding. And uh, every conversation I have with our clients is so inspiring. Every piece of feedback, just, you know, even if I'm really drained and exhausted, it just helped me to get seriously energized. And I'm like, oh, I'm recharged. I can get back to my work again. <laughs> That's so exciting. I'm so, it sounds like you've really found your passion. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kate, for sharing all about microlearning with us today. Be sure to check out 7Taps, her microlearning tool. I also want to give a shout out to you, my listeners, for learning with us today. Until next time, stay open, receptive, and kind. 